Okay, so we're going to read some Bible together. Um, If you've got a red church Bible, it can be found on page... How fast can I find it? It's in 1 Samuel, uh, chapter 3 we're looking at. So it looks like page uh, 215, if you've got a red church Bible. Um, Yep. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 8 to 21. That's where we are. If you um, aren't familiar with your Bibles, there's a table of contents near the beginning, and it's about that, that way through, so quite near the beginning. A third time the Lord called Samuel, And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling at the other times calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, here I am. What was it he said to you? Eli asked, do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, he is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognized that um, Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. And Samuel's word came to all Israel. Let's pray together as we open this uh, word up. Lord, uh, when we flick the lights on in a building, uh, 
power comes and, and light comes. Um, but for our hearts, we need you, Lord. Uh, we absolutely need your power. Uh, we need your hand uh, so that we could see. So that's what we're asking for, Lord. Uh, for our hearts tonight, uh, that uh, you would be doing an enlightening work. Please, Lord, yeah, show us, guide us, lead us. Uh, take us along the path, Lord, we pray, that will lead uh, to salvation and uh, freedom, strength uh, and great hope. Yeah, we pray these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Hannah was a young woman who was crying her eyes out um, to God because she had no children. When the priest saw her, he thought that she was drunk, she was so emotional. And, um, but she explains to him, no, 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 I'm just crying out, I'm just in great pain before God, I'm just longing uh, to have a child. And the Lord answers her prayer, and she has a son, names him Samuel. And when he is weaned, um, she brings that little boy to Shiloh, where the house of the Lord was. And she dedicates him to the Lord. Um, I was just seeing little Edith here kicking, uh, just as Sheldon was reading. And I was thinking, I wonder how old um, Samuel was when she, the mother brought that little boy uh, to the house of the Lord. And uh, it's quite an extraordinary thing to think of. That's how the book of 1 Samuel uh, commences. The house of the Lord was in a place called Shiloh. It it was basically the capital city of Israel before Jerusalem was. And um, it was established, uh, this house of the Lord, as a place where the Ark of the Covenant was and the Ten Commandments were very, very precious, most precious um, item, item in all of Israel. And also it was um, the, the house of the Lord was where the, the presence of God was to be. And it was the place of sacrifice. And so if you did something um, wrong but, but to, uh, with God and you knew that you, were, you had broken your um, fellowship with God, you would bring a lamb or a bull or something and bring it to uh, the house of the Lord and there'd be a priest there. And the priest would be the representative of God to you and you would bring these sacrifices and the priest would help in, in seeing the sacrifice made to God. It was, it was for your cleansing and for the people's cleansing. And so it was very, very precious time. We have churches spotted all over our nation, but for them, they just had one house. <laughs> and so if you want to get right with God, you brought your sacrifice and uh, you could be cleansed. You could be right with God. 
it is therefore pretty shocking that um, what was actually happening in this very, the most holy place of all was rotten to the core, really was. I will read some of it to you. Eli was um, the high priest. He's not actually called that, but that's in effect what he was. And he had two sons that were operating as priests and, and, and taking these sacrifices. And this is what it says about Eli's sons. Eli's sons were scoundrels. They had no regard for the Lord. Now, it was the practice of the priest that whenever any of the people offered sacrifice, the priest's servants would come with a three-pronged fork in his hand, and while the meat was being boiled, he would plunge the fork into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, and whatever the fork brought up, the priest would take for himself. Now, this is how they treated all the Israelites who came to Shiloh. But even before the fat was burned, and the fat was supposed to be the portion for God, even before the fat was burned, the priest's servants would come and say to the person who was sacrificing, give the priest some of this meat to roast. He won't accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. And if the person said, let the fat be burned first, then they would take what, then, uh, and take whatever you want after that. The servant would answer, no, hand it over now. And if you don't, we'll take it by force. So this is how the priests were behaving um, in the house of the Lord, the most holy place um, of, all of, of all of Israel. It's, they had no respect for God. They, they grabbed meat um, whenever they felt like it. And it was all to do with serving their own pleasures. They had the power, they had the position... And they were just doing with it whatever they liked. Had no regard for God. And God was angry. It says in verse 17, The sin of the young men was very great in the Lord's sight, for they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. Word gets back to this, about this to actually Eli, the father of these two young priests. And this is what it says. Eli has a chat to them about it. Now, Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing and all to, uh, doing to all of Israel and how they slept with the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So he said to them, why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about the wicked deeds of yours. No, my sons, the report I hear is spreading among the Lord's people is not good. If one person sins against another, God may mediate for the offender. But if anyone sins against the Lord, who will intercede for them? His sons, however, did not listen to their father's rebuke. For it was the Lord's will to kill them, to put them to death. I just want you to have a sense of what's going on here. It was the Lord's will to put them to death. Such was the severity and the wickedness of what they were doing in God's holy house. One day, a prophet from God comes. We don't know anything about this prophet. Um, we don't know his name. We don't know his age. We don't know where he came from. We don't know anything. But this is what it says. 
And the prophet actually comes to Eli, the father. This is what the prophet says. (laughs) This is what the Lord said. Did I not clearly reveal myself to your ancestors' family when they were in Egypt under Pharaoh? I chose your ancestor, he's talking about Aaron in this case, I chose your ancestor out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar to burn incense and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your ancestors' family all the food and offerings presented to the Israelites. Did I not do all that? I chose you. I revealed myself to you way back in in Egypt. And did I not do all that? And I gave blessings to you. All the offerings, it was going to be yours. And why do you honor your sons more than me? By fattening yourselves on the choice parts of every offering. You're just treating God's holy place with contempt, Eli. The time is coming. When I will cut short your strength and the strength of your priestly house so that no one in it will reach old age and you will see distress in my dwelling. And at the end it says, And what happens to your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, will be assigned to you. They will both die on the same day. That's the prophet of God. Both your sons, Hophni and Phinehas, who are treating my offering with utter contempt, are going to die on the same day. And so if you look at chapter 4, you will find that the Philistines come against the Israelites, 30,000 foot soldiers die, and Hophni and Phinehas die on the same day. These... um, These priests, God had given them the power. God had given them the position. They had all the regalia. But, but, but what was going on in their hearts was they were sleeping with the women servants. They were just taking whatever they wanted. And in their hearts, what they wanted was just um, grabbing stuff for themselves. Interweaved in this story is also a comparison with a little boy that we've already met, Samuel. So, listen. Listen to what we learn about Samuel. For example, in verse 17, after it says that the sin of the young men was very great in the sight of the Lord, for the men had treated the offering of the Lord with contempt, it says, Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy clothed with a linen ephod. And his mother used to make for him a little robe and take it to him each year when she went up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. So here's this little boy. ministering, serving the Lord. And the picture you get is this little boy that's just got this earnestness about him, um, just got this dedication. Uh, He's got this responsiveness. He's got this heart. It says, 
and the young man Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. He's growing up in the presence of the Lord. Or in verse 26, it says, Now the young man Samuel continued to grow in both in stature and in favor with the Lord and also with man. And so we have this young boy with this earnestness and this innocence and this desire to look to the Lord. And compared to this young boy, we've got these priests who have known so much and should have known better and are acting wickedly. It seems like for Samuel, um, he wanted to do the Lord's work. But for Hophni and Phinehas, it was all about what they could get. It was all about their own personal pleasure. You know, in our day, um, you know and I know that religious institutions can have at their very highest levels people that are acting very, very wickedly. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they look great. They, they look great. And uh, they got all the, 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 the position and they got all the words and they got all the outward trimmings. Um, but inside, there's great wickedness happening. And this passage is saying God is angry. Do you remember? Do you remember? Who Jesus reserved his most severe words for when Jesus came. <laughs> he, he came to the tax collectors and the sinners and the prostitutes and he reached down to them with mercy. But the, the religious people who had all the religious positions and knew a lot of stuff and looked really great, Jesus said, you are like whitewashed tombs and you're full of dead man's bones. You are like a bunch of snakes. Jesus reserves his most cutting words for people who look religious on the outside but inside have no love for God, no delight in God, whatever. Did you notice that the prophet of God comes to Eli, the father. You might have thought that the prophet of God would come to the two scoundrels, the Hophni and Phinehas, but he doesn't. The prophet comes to the father and he says, I mean, the, the father, Eli speaks to these boys but the prophet of God is basically saying, you went so soft on them. <laughs> you said that, that it, what they were doing uh, was not good, but those guys should have been gone years ago. You should have come down heavy on them. How did you possibly let this keep going? Do you know when there's family involved or friends involved, we, we just 
we just want to sort of water it down a bit. We don't want to say it too strong. Uh, we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to... And that seems to be what Eli's doing there. He's just got this affection for his sons. But the prophet says, why did you honour your sons above me? Why? If I asked you, um, what is the, probably a terrible question now that I think of it. Anyway, here goes. Um, What is the worst sin you can think of? Don't think of it too long. Um, But you've probably all got something in your mind. But I'd be willing to bet that not many of you in the sin that you're thinking of are thinking of a sin against God. You're probably thinking of a sin against another human being. But, but, but in this passage, it, 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 the, 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 the terrible, why he's going to put these two boys to death is because they sinned against God. They were treating the Lord's sacrifice with contempt and and do you know when David King David does his thing with Bathsheba and kills Uriah the Hittite do you know in his confession ultimately when it all comes out David himself says in Psalm 51 Lord against you and you alone have I sinned he recognized we tend to think Uh, I mean, God's job is to forgive and he won't mind. If I sin against someone else, that's really bad. But God, 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 will just, he's okay if I sin against him. But that's not the biblical view. The biblical view is when we sin against God, it's very serious. The worst sin that we ever committed against God was when he came and we beat him. And we stripped him and we nailed him to the cross in the person of his son. And we rejected him. It is amazing to me. It is amazing to me that that as we sin, nailing Jesus to the cross, God was offering free pardon in the process. He was bleeding and dying for our sins to be forgiven. I want to say a word about God's voice. About God's voice. Because in chapter 3, it says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare and there were not many visions. I want you to think about that. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. It was rare. Not very many visions. In other words, this nation who had lived by God speaking and coming into it, that they came into existence by the word, the powerful word of God had brought them to where they, ver- where they were. But in those days when there was so much wickedness happening in the house of God, God's voice was shut off. It was rare. They heard no God no more. 
They just had to live in their own little worlds. But one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not, just, had not yet gone out. The lamp of God burned through the night in the house of God. So it had not yet gone out means it's still night time. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the Ark of the Covenant of God was. So picture this little boy lying down near where the Ark of the Covenant of God was. And the Lord called to Samuel. And Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. And again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And a third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Samuel told, so Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and he stood there, calling as at other times. Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. And he goes to bring, bring a message of judgment on Eli's house and of hope. Have you, can you imagine hearing the voice of God? Can you imagine being Samuel and hearing your, your name being called? I mean, up till this point, the, the, the word of God was very, very rare. But now God, the God of heaven, was speaking through a little boy. And the word of God was coming to Israel now. And in actual fact, it says the Lord continued to appear at Shiloh. And there he revealed to himself to Samuel through his word. Do you know, it's one thing to have God revealed through the mountains. They're beautiful. One thing to see God and travel all over the countryside and see oceans, one thing to see the, the galaxies, one thing to see the minutiae of under the microscope, but to have God himself, who stands behind it all, revealed, takes a revelation of his word. <laughs> we are blind. We're totally blind to God. There's just this blindness to us unless God speaks. And Samuel's word came to all of Israel. So when... The word of God was rare at the beginning of this passage, but by the end, God was speaking and he was beginning to transform a nation by his word. 
trying to imagine what it would be like to be Samuel and hear God speaking. What is your relationship with God like? How close are you to the Lord? Have you ever had the word of the Lord revealed to you? Do you know the Lord? In Hebrews chapter 1, it says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. In the last days, in, 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 the, in many times, in times long ago, in many ways, and at many times, God spoke. How did he speak? He spoke through prophets. He spoke through people like Samuel. And it was the word of the Lord came through Samuel and, 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 and touched a nation. That's how he did it in the past. But there's something new. But in these last days, he has spoken through his Son, and I just want to ask you tonight, have you ever heard the word of the Son? Have you ever heard the word of the Son? Because that's how the Lord has spoken, with power. I mean, sometimes I hear people saying, I heard an audible voice of the God. And I reckon there's probably people in this room that may have heard an audible voice of God. And that's great. But I'll tell you something that is supremely more important. And that is, have you heard God speaking through his son? When his son comes and he dies on a cross and bleeds in our place for our sins and he rises in power to rule and reign, he's dying in our place have you ever heard him speaking to you? I'll tell you how you'll know. You'll weep for your sin. You'll know that you have sinned before God and that you need him to die and to rise again for your salvation. Your heart will rejoice that there is a salvation in God when this son, look, if this gospel word, it is not less than Samuel's relationship with God. It is not less when God speaks to you. It's richer, in fact, when God speaks to you through his very, the word of his son, the word of the cross. My um, desire, one of the, the verses that struck me um, from this passage was verse 7. 
I want to leave you with this. The Lord is calling out to Samuel. The Lord was calling out to Samuel. Samuel, Samuel. Samuel's jumping up, running to Eli. And Eli's saying, no, 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 I didn't call you. Go and lie down three times. And then it gives this explanatory phrase here in verse 7. It says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, for the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Samuel did not yet know the Lord, because the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Christianity is not about us keeping the rules. It's not about us just cleaning up our lives and living a little bit better. It's not about um, us trying not to sin so much so that eventually we get to heaven. I'll tell you what it is. It's about God revealing himself to you, opening your heart so you can see. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because the word had not yet been revealed to him. My prayer is for myself and for yourself, for the Lord to continue to to open our hearts to believe, to trust, to know him, that we would know this powerful word of God in our lives, that it would be like a lamp as we live, that we would be a people that would be hoping in his promises, we were getting wisdom from his throne, and that we would be getting courage because of all that he's done for us. Christ Jesus is our king. He is calling each one of us uh, to follow him, to be, his, to be his and to be owned by him. And his word um, needs to find its place in our hearts that we might believe and, and live. I'm going to pray. Lord, please would uh, you reveal your word to us that we might love you and serve you. Please, Lord, uh, may our delight be in you. Please, Father, show us the way. Uh, Without your revelation, we're lost in the dark. Sorry, Lord, uh, for ways we fail. And thank you, Lord, uh, for your gift of life and truth. And praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.